1: attending WAJAC Corporation's 2021 First Quarter Results Webcast. On today's webcast will be Mark Foote, Wage President and Chief Executive Officer, and Mr. Stuart Ald, Chief Financial Officer. Please be advised that this webcast is being recorded. Please note that this webcast contains forward-looking statements. Actual future results may differ from expected results. I will now turn the call over to Mr. Mark Foote. So good
2: afternoon, everyone. Thanks uh, for participating in the first quarter results call. This afternoon we're going to be following a webcast which includes a summary presentation of our first quarter financial results. Presentation can be found on our website under investor relations events and presentations. I'll provide you with a general update and turn it over to Stu for comments on backlog inventory cash and the balance sheet. And to begin, I'd like to draw your attention to our cautionary statement regarding forward-looking information on Slides 2 and 3, and additionally, non-GAAP and additional GAAP measures are summarized on Slides 20 through 22 for your reference. If you turn to Slide 4, please. Wajax introduced our first sustainability report as an inclusion in our recently released 2020 Annual Report. The sustainability report covers key components of our ESG program, a summary of which appears on this chart. We encourage investors to visit Wajax.com to more fully review the details. Our ESG program builds on our longstanding strength in employee health, safety, and well-being, with additional programs in diversity and equal opportunity, sustainable products and services, environmental responsibility, and community service. Our customers, our investors, and most importantly, our employees consider these programs important attributes of our performance as a company, and we look forward to reporting on our progress as we go forward. If you turn to slide five, WHACS has consistently uh, adhered to four objectives in response to the pandemic. First, to protect the health, safety, and well being of our team. Second, to continue to provide strong service to our customers. Third, to protect the financial health of our company. And fourth, positioning ourselves to focus on growing the business as conditions improve. Our decisions in the first quarter and going forward will be made according to these objectives. A summary of our actions is included in the md and news release that was issued May 3rd. And on behalf of the management team and the board of directors, I again want to thank our employees for their dedication, commitment, and flexibility during this very difficult period. The entire team continued to do an excellent job in the first quarter, including adhering to enhanced safety protocols and demonstrating their commitment to serving our customers every day. Turning to slide six. Revenue of $387 million was up $43 million or approximately 13% in the quarter. The increase in revenue was due primarily to higher equipment sales and benefited from the inclusion of Tundra which contributed 18 million dollars based on partial quarter, a partial quarter of operations. EBIT of 22.2 million was up 10.8 million, or approximately 95% in the quarter. And adjusted net earnings of 59 cents was up 30 cents in the quarter, noting the adjustments recorded on this chart. Excluding the net effect of the wage subsidies, adjusted net earnings were 47 cents. The first quarter TRIP rate was 1.16, which is 26% better year over year. We are very proud that the team has continued to improve workplace safety despite the obvious challenges of 2021. If you turn to slide seven. The company qualified for 6.3 million in wage subsidies in the quarter and allocated uh, the gross amounts of 2.8 million and 3.5 million to cost of sales and SG&A respectively. It's important to note that the net positive effect of the subsidies in the first quarter was approximately $3.8 million, due to the redirection of $2.5 million to temporary supplemental compensation programs directed at WageX's frontline employees, who continue to provide excellent and essential support to our customers across Canada. Return turn to slide eight. The revenue increase of 13% in the first quarter resulted from growth in all regions. Central Canada sales of 81 million increased 11% in the quarter, due primarily to strength in construction and forestry and assisted by increases in ERS. Eastern Canada sales of 150 million increased 12% in the quarter, due primarily to strength in construction and forestry, assisted by increases in material handling, power systems, and industrial parts. While the ERS market continues to be strong, Sales declined in the east due to operational restrictions related to safety protocols in the shops which have constrained production. We fully expect sales to catch up to demand as COVID-19 conditions improve. In Western Canada, sales of 156 million increased 14% in the quarter due primarily to construction and forestry and the inclusion of tundra, which positively affected uh, both industrial parts and ERS. Excluding tundra, sales in Western Canada were flat in the quarter as construction and forestry offset weakness in parts and service associated with the oil sands that negatively affected both mining and power system sales. Parts and service demand in the oil sands appears to be improving and fleet utilization is now greater than 90%. If you turn to slide 9, An update on equipment and product support sales and year-over-year variances are shown on this page. Equipment sales of approximately 119 million increased 35 million or 42% due to higher construction and forestry equipment sales in all regions. And product support sales of approximately 107 million declined 10.7 million or 9% due primarily to weakness in Western Canada and lower parts parts and service demand from oil sands customers. As previously stated, Demand from oil sands customers appears to be improving. Product support volumes in central and eastern Canada were strong, increasing eight and 18% respectively in the quarter. If you turn to slide 10, an update on industrial parts and ERS sales and year-over-year variances are shown on this page. Industrial parts sales of approximately 104 million increased 12.4 million or 13% due primarily to the inclusion of Tundra. Excluding Tundra, organic growth in industrial parts was 3% in the quarter. ERS sales of approximately 49 million increased 7 million or 16% due primarily to the inclusion of Tundra. Excluding Tundra, ERS sales declined slightly due to lower volumes in eastern Canada related to COVID-19 restrictions. If you turn to slide 11, the slide summarizes our sales at a category level for the quarter This chart has been simplified from previous quarterly calls to focus attention on overall groupings of heavy equipment categories and industrial parts and services. In the first quarter, total growth in heavy equipment categories of approximately 24 million or 11% was driven by total sales in construction and forestry that offset weaknesses primarily in mining and power systems related to Western Canada. Total growth in industrial parts and services categories of approximately 19 million or 14% was driven primarily by the inclusion of Tundra. Excluding Tundra, total sales in industrial parts and
3: services were roughly flat year over year in the quarter. And let me now turn the call over to Stu. Thanks, Mark. Uh, Please turn to slide 12 for my comments on backlog. Our Q1 backlog increased million or 52% sequentially from the previous quarter and increased 9.8 million or 4% on a year-over-year basis. Sequential increase was driven primarily by higher orders in most categories, most notably the construction and forestry category and the ERS and industrial parts categories with the addition of Tundra's backlog. The year-over-year increase relates to higher orders in the construction and forestry category and with the addition of Tundra's backlog, higher orders in the industrial parts and ERS categories. These increases were partially offset by lower mining orders. Overall, backlog reflects improving momentum and increasing mix to higher relative margins in backlog due to increasing mix of industrial parts and services backlog, including Tundra. Please turn to slide 13 for an update on our current inventory levels. Inventory, including net consignment, decreased 2.9 million compared to Q4 2020 as a result of lower equipment inventory in the construction and forestry categories and a decrease in the net consignment inventory of 24.1 million. These decreases were partially offset by higher balance sheet inventory, which increased 21.2 million, due primarily to the acquisition of Tundra and higher mining equipment inventory. Inventory, including net consignment, decreased 145 million compared to Q1 2020 as a result of lower equipment and parts inventory in most categories. Net consignment inventory decreased 80.9 million compared to Q1 2020. Overall, we are managing inventory with suppliers to manage supply chain risks due to demand and to secure appropriate levels of inventory to support our customers. Please turn to slide 14, where I will provide an update on cash flow and leverage. Cash flow and operating activities. Cash flow from operating activities in the current quarter have increased 29.1 million from Q4 2020, due primarily to an increase in cash generated from changes in non-cash, operating working capital, and higher net earnings. Leverage ratio. Our Q1 leverage ratio decreased compared to Q4 from 2.28 times, to 2.04 times due to the higher trailing 12-month pro forma adjusted EBITDA. Cash flow results in the current quarter were positive and allowed a material reduction in debt when considering the $73.4 million in cash used to acquire Tundra in January 2021 and has allowed total leverage to be close to the target range of 1.5 to 2 times at the end of Q1. Our available credit capacity at the end of Q1 was $195.4 million, which is sufficient to meet short-term normal course working capital and maintenance capital requirements in certain strategic investments. Please turn to slide 15 where I'll provide an update on financial position. We continue to focus on working capital efficiency, which is a key component in managing our overall leverage targets. The improvement in inventory turns from Q1 2020 is due to lower average inventory levels. As previously previously disclosed, we continue to evaluate ways to unlock cash from the business and as such have completed a market value assessment of our own real estate holdings. Further opportunities to sell redundant real estate as well as sale and leaseback opportunities have been identified and are being pursued in 2021. Proceeds from any real estate sales will be used primarily for debt repayment. The earnings impact from any sale and lease back transactions is not expected to be material as any gains are expected to be approximately offset by the incremental lease costs over the term of the lease. Finally, the Board has approved our second quarter dividend of $0.25 per share payable on July 6, 2021 to shareholders of record on June 15, 2021. Please turn to slide 16, and at this point, I'll hand the call back to Mark to provide a brief update on our 2021 financial outlook and concluding remarks. Thanks, Stu.
2: Recognizing that the challenges acts faced in 2020 have persisted into 2021, corporation nonetheless enters 2021 with confidence, expecting that its position to succeed over the longer term, In 2021, Wajax remains focused on the same priorities that guided it in 2020, namely protecting the health and safety and well-being of our team, providing excellent customer service, protecting the corporation's financial health, and driving its long-term growth strategy. The company expects revenue associated with the acquisition of Tundra to be a significant contributor to total revenue growth in 2021. In the first quarter, General market conditions affecting organic growth were better than the corporation's expectations. Wajax will continue to work with our supplier partners to manage 2021 supply chain service levels. Inventory and working capital investments will be managed accordingly, pending a clear indication of a sustained recovery. In the corporation's heavy equipment categories, Wajax will continue to focus on success in construction and forestry, mining, material handling and power systems, including improvements in product support volumes. Wajax has excellent growth opportunities in these categories and will continue to work closely with our supplier partners to prudently grow market share and capture aftermarket sales. Industrial parts in ERS, Wajax expects strong growth, including the contribution from Tundra. ERS continues to be one of the corporation's most significant opportunities, capable of growth at each point in the economic cycle. Corporation's infrastructure programs are expected to continue in 2021, including investments in the branch network consolidation and technology. And following the COVID-19 related delay in 2020, the phased implementation of the corporation's new ERP system uh, has begun in the second quarter of 2021 and will continue over an approximately 24-month time frame to, in order to reduce the associated implementation risks. Operator, we'll turn
1: the call open for questions now. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. If you would like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypads. Again, to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypads. We'll pause for just a moment to compile the Q&A roster.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.
1: Your first question comes from the line of michael dumay from scotia bank
4: hey good afternoon guys hi michael hey nice quarter um the first question just on the outlook you commented that you saw better than expected organic growth in the quarter um, and that you were managing inventories pending a clear indication of um, a sustained recovery i mean for clarity are you suggesting that there could have been particular strength in Q1 that maybe is less repeatable in subsequent quarters?
2: I think right now, to be perfectly honest with Michael, the, the growth um, we think to some extent is a wee bit of a pull forward on demand. Um, I don't think that the growth we saw in the market would necessarily continue at the same rates for the balance of the year. So uh, while the market conditions are, as we said, generally more positive than we expected to start the year, and uh we've gone into the second quarter with uh you know with similar conditions at least in the early portions of the quarter uh We're suspect that those types of conditions won't really be the case for the entire year
4: gotcha okay and and how do you feel about the current inventory levels and I guess the ability to secure additional inventories um you know to meet demand at this point i mean a- any comments on lead times or anything like that would be helpful.
2: Yeah, the, there's a there's a variety of issues I think that uh, we're managing upstream with uh, with supplier partners right now. On the industrial parts and the what you might call the mobile equipment parts side of the world, there you know the, the lead times and service levels are are fine. There's a couple of pockets of of issues, but nothing significant. On the heavy equipment side of things, uh, construction mm-hmm. excavators, the lead time has stretched out a bit. Um, we're still running with inventory on the ground, so. We've got a wee bit of, uh, of cushion there, um, but uh, construction excavator lead times have stretched out and uh, forestry lead times have stretched out, which shouldn't be too surprising just because of the, uh, the volume of business that occurred in the first quarter. So there's uh, some degree of, of engine lead time issues that, uh, You know, I think that you would have read about all sorts of mm-hmm. things affecting engine deliveries and things like that, but I think the the bigger issue for us right now is trying to manage the inbound flow of construction and forestry equipment to try and take advantage of the market conditions uh while they exist
4: gotcha, and I guess the other side of that question is on, on the working capital improvement that's been quite significant in the last um, you know four quarters. What should we expect for the for the balance of the year uh,
3: We'll continue to see positive um, um improvements albeit not at the rate that we saw in the first quarter gotcha all
5: right great quarter guys thanks for answering the question
1: your next your next question comes from the line of michael tupholm from td securities uh
6: thanks very much um mark just on the the comment that uh general market conditions affecting organic growth were better than expected to start the year and um Appreciate that you think that may be some some pull forward, but I'm wondering if you can comment on, on what areas uh either be it product categories and markets or or regions did you did you see that uh, additional strength?
2: It's it's most pronounced, Michael, and I, I wouldn't say it's regionally specific, uh, because it was uh it was, you know, we saw growth in all regions in construction and forestry. I think it's most pronounced in construction and forestry. Typically, the second quarter is the biggest quarter, I think, as you'd know, in, in, in particularly the construction business. And uh, we saw a unit count in the first quarter, which was higher than we've seen in, in quite a while. So that being the case, we're up against some soft comparables from last year. Uh, so that's that's noted. But I suspect that the, uh, the maintenance, I'm sorry, the, the sustainability of market conditions in construction and construction of forestry is probably where we think... The market got off to a very hot start and probably won't stay that way for the entire year. The general market conditions affecting other businesses uh, are probably a bit more balanced. The industrial parts market has been continuing to gather some momentum, and we do that we think that is sustainable. Um, the ERS market is excellent right now. We think that's sustainable. Uh, there's been some additions in uh, in mining quoting activity, so that that market appears to be. Uh, improving uh, more so than we might've expected uh, as we closed uh, last year. And uh, as we mentioned, our oil sands product support business, we expected that to improve also. So the comment on the sustainability of of market conditions is is more specific to construction and forestry. The other markets are a bit more balanced and there's more likelihood that those levels of more
6: positive conditions can be sustained. Okay, no, that's, that's very helpful. And and maybe just this next question kind of ties into what uh, everything you just sort of spoke about. But if we go back to your Q4 results release, you noted in your outlook at that time that um, organic revenue growth uh, in 2021 was expected to be modest, and you didn't expect heavy equipment markets to fully recover to, to 2019 levels um, this year. I'm just wondering if you can talk about how your views on that um on that thinking may have evolved given the better start to the year.
2: I think it is more likely than we would have originally expected that um, the recovery in heavy equipment markets to 2019 levels can be achieved in 2021. Obviously, that's a that's an estimate on our on our part. But uh, the heavy equipment markets have, have started the year considerably stronger than we would have expected, and it's possible that we that the two-year cycle we were originally expecting may be shorter than we we.
6: Uh, originally estimated okay that's helpful uh, just in terms of the uh, in terms of procurement of, of inventory and, and uh, supply chain you know some of the some of the areas where you've seen lead times become a little more extended uh, is there anything you're doing any particular strategies you're employing to to um, to sort of mitigate mitigate that or to position yourselves uh, where you do see strength in the market and you want to have uh, want to get more product
2: other than saying we work day to day with supplier partners, Michael, I'm not sure we have a, a different strategy than that. I think we're we're in daily contact with major suppliers, and um, the extent to which we can get our hands on additional inventory, we definitely action that. It, it's a it's a it's a day to day issue. i do not sure we have any particular strategy other than continue to work really closely with them on where we see the market going, um, what their lead times are, and how quickly we can secure inventory.
6: Okay, that makes sense. Um, in terms of the backlog, uh, the quarter-over-quarter quarter improvement, $94.8 million, um, I know a, a portion of that, a meaningful portion, was was Tundra, but um, are you able to break that down in terms of how much was Tundra versus how much was organic, the quarter-over-quarter quarter backlog improvement?
2: Yeah, on a sequential basis, the quarter-to-quarter quarter backlog increase, if you X Tundra out, was 36%. Um, so Tundra was $28 million in backlog in the first quarter. Uh, we saw uh, generally pretty strong backlog in construction of forestry, um, some power systems, particularly power generation, and uh, we saw um, some pretty solid backlog in ERS. So the, the organic growth in backlog was, was respectable. Tundra was helpful, but the growth absent Tundra was still, was
6: still uh, 36%. Okay, that's, that's uh, definitely good growth, ex-Tundra. Um, and then lastly, just in terms of the uh, qualifying for SUSE in the quarter, um, how should we think about that going forward? You, you're now back in Q1 to a situation where you had uh, positive year-over-year revenue growth, and, and in fact, across all of your regions. Now, part of that was, was obviously a function of the acquisition. But um, what does what SUSE look like going forward? And I think it goes into the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken, the the program right now.
3: Yeah, we'd we'd expect um, something in the second quarter, albeit very modest at this point, just given the improvement in revenues.
2: Okay. All right, I'll turn it over. Thank you.
1: Your next question comes from the line of Devin Dodge from BMO Capital Markets.
7: All right, uh, thanks. Uh, You know, Maybe just to start with, you know, for the categories where you saw uh, some demand strength, so I guess construction and, and forestry, you know, d- does it seem like inventory levels are are lean across the industry, and has this started to translate into uh, better gross margins on the, on those sales?
2: Don't know if we can really comment on inventory across the industry. We'd really only know ours. Uh, margins uh, in the equipment categories are generally pretty positive. Uh we did take advantage of some aged equipment disposals into the US market which were dilutive to some of our construction margins. But that being the case, if you X that out, margins on OVIT sales uh are are fairly positive right now.
7: Okay, okay. Um just maybe ties back to one of your earlier uh answers, uh Mark, but you can you talk about what you're seeing with regards to RFPs for, for new mining shovels and can you remind us how many are currently in the backlog uh, in the timing of the deliveries? Uh,
2: there is uh, only one major shovel that's in backlog right now uh, and that's uh, effectively delivering in the second quarter so backlog on mining is uh, I think at the end of the first quarter really reflects that main shovel and a couple of smaller pieces so it's not significant uh, quoting activity on mining equipment is broadly uh, good uh, there's there's activity in the oil sands, there's activity in coal, and there's activity in gold in Ontario. So I would say that um, you know we're cautiously optimistic that the mining business uh, will be maybe a bit better this year than we had expected, uh, given that we have some pieces in inventory. But um, the extent to which customers are looking for things we don't have in inventory, they're unlikely to fall into 2021.
7: Okay. Uh, That's helpful. Uh, Maybe just one last one uh, for Stu. Um, I think your prepared remarks. You talked about uh, the real estate monetization program. Um, Any is is there any way for you to kind of, you know, size potentially size that? You know, how meaningful that could be in 2021, and and when you expect those transactions to kind of flow through?
3: Uh, At this point, I can't size them.
7: Okay, I'll leave it there. Thanks, guys.
1: At this time, I would like to remind everyone in order to ask a question, please press star one on your telephone keypads. Your next question comes from the line of Brian Fast from Raymond James.
5: Thanks. Good afternoon, guys. Hi, Brian. Um, Just in the the forestry segment, I know we saw strength in equipment sales and that sector has, has shot out the lights. Uh, do you sense a different tone from customers in their comfort level regarding the durability of this cycle, just relative to, to prior peaks uh, that we've seen in that uh, in that sector?
2: Uh, can you uh, just do that a little slower for me here? Uh, sorry, I just want to make sure I completely understand the question. Just do that again, please.
5: Yeah. Um, so, just in the forestry segment, I know we've seen strength there. Um, do you sense a different tone from customers uh, and their comforts regarding the durability of this cycle relative to, to prior peaks?
2: Yeah, I guess it depends how far out you might consider the cycle to have a duration from a customer's perspective, but I would say that um, there's a fair degree of optimism that the current conditions are going to be with us for a while on the part of customers. And uh, that's, obviously been a catalyst for their purchase of equipment.
5: Okay. Thanks. And then just, uh, regarding ERS, I, I think you mentioned a, a decline organically in that segment on the quarter, as yes. we turn to a more normalized uh, environment, what would be an appropriate organic growth rate, uh for the ERS side of the business?
2: You, you know, I don't think we've really established a, an organic growth rate, but, um, you know, I, I think if we achieve less than a five to ten percent organic growth rate in the in the base ERS business, I think we'd be disappointed. So, um, we we typically plan plan our ERS organic growth rates higher than the other categories, just simply because the amount of work that's out there that we can we can get at. Um, the really the issue right now for us has nothing to do with the market and has nothing to do with the, the company. It has to do with the fact that we get a lot of uh, physical distancing requirements to keep employees safe in a bunch of the shops and that's that's constraining production but I I would say that if we achieve less than five to ten percent organic growth rate in ERS we'd be pretty disappointed um, on a kind of a post-COVID circumstance.
5: Thanks that's helpful that's it for me.
1: Once again, if anyone would like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad at this time.
2: All right, I, I think no that's fr- uh, I think that's it. Is that it, operator?
1: I show no further questions at this time. Are there any closing remarks?
2: Uh, just saying thank you very much for your time today, and we're looking forward to talking to you again in August. Thanks a lot.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this does conclude today's conference. Thank you again for your participation. You may now all disconnect.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today